Hello, and thank you for tuning to Fire and Rain Ministries, where fire purges and rain washes. Today, we have an exciting word to share with you from Apostle Allison J. Cross, and we know that you will be encouraged by what you hear. So sit back and relax, and remember, she has a word for you from the Word. everybody we are back and we've been talking about putting on the whole armor of god not part of the armor but the whole armor of god and you know i'm just so excited to be here today i'm excited to share with you guys you know what the lord has been you know showing me and just going over a uh, bible study you know it, it's good to sit down and just chill and listen to the word and hear what god is saying amen and so let's go ahead and go into prayer, and then we're going to jump right into it. Father, we thank you and praise you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, because you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, I welcome you guys back, and this is part two of putting on the armor of God. And, you know, before, just to give a little synopsis, our focal scriptures, Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, which says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. We talked about submitting to God, um, resist the devil. We got to first submit, then we can resist the devil. We talked about that. We talked about being steadfast in the faith. We talked about standing our ground. And we also um, talked about trying the spirits in the last segment. So we definitely have to try the spirits to see if those spirits are of God. So we talked about shunning, beware of evil, shun it, put it off. And today we're going to talk about shunning false teachers, shunning false teachers. Amen. And so when we talk about um, false teachers, there are certain people that will go door to door to try to get you into their religion or whatever, but we're not to let them in our home. Um, we want to defend our homes from attack at all times, right? So if you look at 1 John 10 and 11, it says, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, let's stop right there and, and, and consider that. If, if somebody comes to you and they are not bringing this doctrine, the word of God, they're not bringing this doctrine, we need not entertain that. It'll confuse you. It may confuse your children, your whole household, end up in a situation. But it says, if they're coming to any of if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God speak. In other words, don't be giving your blessing away to people that the Lord says, don't bid him God speak. It goes on to say, for he that biddeth him God speak is a partaker of his evil deeds. That's really deep. I don't want to be a partaker of someone's evil deeds. I don't want to be a partaker of someone teaching contrary to the word of God. Amen. We don't want to do that. So we really have to um, be sure that we are doing what God has called us to do. Now, another thing that we want to do is we want to lay aside 
worldliness, stuff, things of the world. You know, there's a um, song called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Look Full in His Wonderful Face, and the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Now, we want to lay aside, lay, everybody say lay aside, lay aside the things that pre prevent you from being a good soldier. To lay aside is a defensive action that we've got to take. We have to get rid of things that are not lining up with the word of God. If there's things in your life that you need to get out, then just get it out. Just be done with it. Just get rid of it. I implore you, I beg you, get rid of it because it's only going to hold you back. I learned the hard way. You don't get stuff out of your life when you need to. It's going to deal with you. And that could be a myriad of things. But if we don't get ourselves in order with the word, with the Lord, things in our lives that we should have gotten out, it will begin to deal with you and it'll wreck you. The enemy not going to show you that up front, but it really will. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, it says, Therefore, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Now, let's back up and, and, and really look at that. Endure hardness as a good soldier. I'm, I'm telling you. Enduring hardness as a good soldier isn't just going into battle and then when the the, the tough, how do you say, when the rough get going, the, the when the tough get going, the going get tough or whatever, you don't get into this thing called spiritual warfare, Christianity, having your armor on, and then as soon as things get heated, a lot of people tuck tail and run. A lot of people basically just I'm done. This is too much. I didn't sign up for this. Well, you know what? I'm just going to say, you know what? <laughs> if you didn't sign up for it, what are you doing? Endure hardness as a good soldier. You got to in this thing called salvation, called spiritual warfare. You got to have a thick skin. You can't be running around getting offended every time Somebody say something. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Sound like a kid, don't it? I'm talking about I quit. Come on now. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. So if we're going to be on the Lord's side for real, we're not going to be getting caught up. We're not going to be doing things that we should not be doing, saying things we should not say. We're not going to be in one day, out the next, I'm taking this armor off. No, we're going to endure hardness as a good soldier. We're going to be who God has called us to be. Remember when David went to war, he was going to uh, go and fight Goliath and um, the captain tried to give him, well, take my, take my armor. That armor was way too big for David. It was too big for David. But what did he do? He got that slingshot. <laughs> he didn't even worry about it. He said, you know what? I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. <laughs> hooked him up. He hooked him up. So we have to endure hardness as a good soldier. We don't want to entangle ourselves in the 
uh, affairs of uh, this life. And when I'm talking about the affair, when the Bible is talking about the affairs of this life, it's not talking about, um, it's not talking about just living every day. It's talking about the stupid stuff. It's talking about the entanglements. You know, they, they got this thing going on, I guess it's maybe last year, talking about entanglements. <laughs> there will be no entanglements in the kingdom. We're not going to entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life. We're going to be about our father's business and do what he says. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Don't be getting caught up. Don't be getting entangled. Don't be getting in unnecessary warfare. Some stuff you don't even have to deal with. You don't even need to speak on. Just let it be. Leave it alone. If God ain't telling you to mess with it, leave it alone. If you look at Hebrews 12, chapter 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with a great soul cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Can I put emphasis on lay it aside? And the sin that doth so easily beset us. What is your besetting sin? What is the thing? And it, let me read the whole thing and then I'm going to go back. And let us run with patience this race that is set before us. So the first thing I want to talk about is laying aside the weights. Laying aside those things that's weighing you down, that's dragging you down. You got so much weight on you, you can't even carry the shield of faith. Because you got all this weight going on. We got to stop that. Lay it aside. The Bible said lay it aside. Well, I just can't. That's a lie. Because if the Bible says that you can lay aside every weight, you can do it. The, Bible, the Lord wouldn't have put it in the word. It wouldn't be here if we couldn't do it. And it also says, and the sin which doth so easily beset us. What is your besetting sin? What is the sin that always drags you down? What is it that you're doing that you always got to repent for? Is it you stepping out? Are, are you committing fornication? Are you lying? Are you cheating? Are you stealing? Are you scratching off them lottery tickets? Let me. Can I just say something about gambling? If you get a scratch off and you should not be gambling and you win $100,000, I mean, some people win it and they say, God did it. He blessed me. I'm going to leave that between you and God, but you should not be gambling. I'm going to let him deal with you on that. I'm going to let him deal with you. Because see, sometimes, you know, the enemy is so crafty that he will literally try to set people up. Get a crack in that door. And all of a sudden you find yourself addicted to gambling. I just got to get one more scratch off and one more. And you scratch off, scratch off, scratch off until, you know, spend light money, you know, and then it turns into going to this casino. Well, if I can scratch a ticket, I can go to the casino. And then you start spending more and more and more money until the rent gone, the light bill gone, the car note gone, the insurance gone, the food money gone. And you're hanging your head coming through the door. Baby, I messed up. But what did you do? What did you do? We don't have no money. Where the money at? What you done did? I gambled it all away. 
I got caught up. I was lusting after that fast, quick money. And I thought it could put us ahead, but I messed up. You know what? Just don't start it. I guess I'm helping somebody. But the Bible says that we want to lay outside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. That besetting sin can be a, a whole myriad of things. You know what you struggle with. You know what you go through. You know what is going on in your life that you need to really put on the altar and say, God, I need you to take care of this. Because there's things in all of our lives. Nobody's perfect except God and he is in heaven. The word talks about that. But there are things in our lives that we can we can't get rid of. Two phrases that I love. The Lord will help you if you let him. And if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. Those two things I love. Those are phrases I love. So be true to yourself. Be honest with yourself. What's going on with you? <clears throat> and it goes on to say, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That's Hebrew 12, 1. Now, when you look at James chapter 1, um, verse 21, it says, wherefore, <clears throat> lay apart all, everybody say all, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Let's go back to that word superfluity of naughtiness. When you look at superfluity, it literally means super abundance, a super abundance of wickedness. Now, when you think of that right there is deep. So you want to lay apart all filthiness. Now, filthiness is bad. But then when you get the superfluity, lay, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and lay apart a super abundance of, of wickedness. It also means that the soul is in control. Now we know, you know, we have the soul, the spirit, you know, and, and the body. The spirit to save the soul, ain't the soul want to do whatever it want to do. The soul want to run around and do all of sin in the world. And we have to literally, literally put it under subjection. Our, our, my soul is not in control. God is in control. So we got to lay apart all of that, the filthiness, the superabundance of wickedness, of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, the engrafted word, the word that was engrafted in us when we accepted Jesus Christ. We want to receive with meekness that word, which is able to save your soul. So what are some of the things we need to get rid of? If we're going to be a soldier you know, in the army, there, there's a, that old song. Remember that old song? I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army. So if we're going to be a soldier in the army of the Lord, we got to get everything out of us that's going to stop us from moving ahead, from putting on that armor and leaving it on. Ephesians 6, 6, 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I'm going to say that again. 
put on. What does that mean? That means it indicates an action. Put on means it's an action that we have to take. So when you look at the description of the armor is given in, uh, you can find that in Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Read that. So what does Paul do? Paul, the apostle Paul, he talks about spiritual warfare by emphasizing that the battle is not a natural one, but it's a spiritual battle. And he, you know, he was looking at uh, the Roman soldier when he was in prison and he was like, wow, that's like a spiritual thing. I see the armor that the soldier is wearing, but that is applicable to spiritual warfare. So when you look at spiritual battles, spiritual battles must be fought with spiritual weapons. Okay. And Paul describes the armor to be used in spiritual warfare. Now think about this. We're not battling against flesh, against flesh and blood. We're, we're battling against um, the spiritual wickedness in high places and all those things, you know. We're not battle. We're not battling against our sisters and brothers in Christ. We're battling against spiritual wickedness in high places, peoples. Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. I'm going to go ahead and read that. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, not the part, not the part that you want to wear, but take on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. We are in the last and evil days right now. Right now, we are in evil days. I mean, we can look on the news, look out the window, go down the street, go to the store, go to the mall. I mean, just it's evil. We're in the last evil days. And he said, you take on that whole armor so that you can be able to withstand. If we don't have the armor on, we're not going to be able to withstand in these days. We're not. So we have to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. So stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, not lies, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. So the purpose of the armor is to be able to stand against the wilds. What are wilds? Wiles are deceit, cunning, and craftiness of the enemy. See, if we have our armor on and we inspect the daily and we make sure that it's on right, we're not going to be deceived. Be not deceived whatsoever a man soweth that, you know, he shall also reap. God is not mocked. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. So if we have our armor tight, we're not going to be deceived. We're not going to fall for the cunning tricks of the enemy. But it's our responsibility to put on, as I said before, put on the armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And then when you go to Romans 13, 14, <clears throat> it says, but ye, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. To fulfill the lust thereof. Don't make any provision for the flesh. Now, when God has delivered us, 
we close those doors, right? To those besetting sins and we don't open them again. We don't allow and give inroads to the enemy to run in and out of our lives and wreak havoc and do what he wants because we're going to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and we're not going to make any provisions for the flesh and we're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh thereof. So flesh, no, you're not, you're not doing what you want to do. I'm lining myself up, spirit, soul, body, everything is coming into alignment and I'm going to do what the Lord has told me to do. When you look at Romans chapter 13, verse 12, it says, the night is far spent, the day at his hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. You know, the enemy always work in darkness. That's why I can't understand, you know, well, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. I am not going <laughs> to, I was going to say something. I just said, eh, don't go there. But anyway, when you look at that phrase, put on, it means to put on once and for all. So we're going to put on the armor of God. We're not going to put it on and then take it off and then put it on and then take it off. We're not doing that. We're not going to do that. We're putting it on once and for all. So our spiritual armor is not like an athletic form. Once I get playing, done playing this game, I'm going to take it off because it, no, no, it don't, it, don't, it don't work like that. We put on the armor once and for all and we leave it on for the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives. So just like a soldier on a battlefield doesn't take his armor on and off, you know, oh, oh I'm kind of tired. I'm going to take off this shield and put it down over there. And then boom, here comes a grenade and you're toast. I'm just saying, don't take that armor off. Leave it on. Leave it on at all times. Hallelujah. Want to leave it on. <clears throat> Now, if we don't have our armor on at all times, we're literally vulnerable, <clears throat> excuse me, to the enemy. We're vulnerable to attacks. We don't want to be vulnerable to the enemy. We want to be vulnerable to God because, you know, he talks about when we're weak, when we're vulnerable, he's strong. But if we become vulnerable to the enemy, he's going to rip he will rip a person apart. So we want to keep our armor on. And we want to check that armor. Make sure everything is still in place. So when you look at the first uh, sections of the armor, the first sections of the armor covers three things. Having put, we talked about that, right? Having put indicates something that you've already done if you're a believer, okay? Having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, amen, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I love that because today is so little peace in the land. If I have my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, I can walk in peace every day and I won't be led astray by the enemy. When we look at the second part, the things that we have put on now, taking the shield of faith, taking the helmet of salvation, taking the sword of the spirit. So when we look at that in Ephesians 6, 11, Paul, the apostle Paul is literally emphasizing putting on the whole armor of God. And some people are so 
preoccupied with one piece. They forget about everything else. I'm a walk in peace. Ain't nobody going to disturb my peace, but you don't, you don't have a lick of word in you. You don't use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. No word. Ain't nobody going to destroy my peace. If they do, I'm going to knock them out. Hmm. Nope. Or I'm going to take this shield of faith and I'm going to lift it up and I don't care, you know, about peace. I don't care about the word, but I got my faith. I got my faith, but I don't have a word. It says in the Bible that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So we have to have faith. But if we're so focused on one thing, we throw ourselves out of spiritual balance. There's a balance in Christianity. There's a balance in, in this teaching, meaning we have to be well equipped. We have to have the shoes, the helmet, the, the breastplate, of, uh, uh, breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit. We have to have our loins girt about with the truth, the belt of truth. So if we look at one part of the armor and think it's more powerful than the other, but we neglect the other parts of the armor in our spiritual lives, there will be a deficit. Then we'll become off balance. Then we'll be easy prey. We'll be vulnerable to the enemy. So we have to be careful of that, right? We have to be careful of that. So we're going to stop right there today. Uh, myself is going to keep these teachings about 15 to 20 minutes. We have 25 minutes. So we're going to come back tomorrow and we're going to pick it up with the belt of truth. Okay. God bless you guys. And I tell you what, we have some phenomenal things going on. I know you haven't seen me in a while, you know, on a consistent basis, but believe me, Fire Rain Ministries, we have been in the background and God is doing something totally amazing. And I'll be able to share it with you guys really soon. But, you know, be blessed. Know that God loves you. You know, get yourselves in order. Keep that armor on. Keep it tight. Inspect it every day. And know that God loves you with a never-ending love. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Wasn't that an awesome teaching? We look forward to you tuning in each week for more teachings from Apostle Allison J. Cross founder of Fire and Rain Ministries. You can follow us on Facebook, Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, iTunes, and more under the Fivefold Network. To contact the ministry, you can reach us at 252-764-5685 or email us at apostleajcross at gmail.com. God bless you and see you next time.